The word hope means to believe that something good can happen. I'm Heather, and this is my sister Beth. Separated by the pandemic and living on different continents, we wanted to do something together to encourage ourselves and our friends. 10 Minute Hope Show was born. This is a place for stories of hope to encourage us along the way. We are so glad you're here. Hi, you guys. We're so glad that you have all joined us today. Um, I just want to preface this episode by saying that there are portions of this story that aren't appropriate for kids and have mature content. So if you have children around, consider listening to this episode at a later time. Beth has a story that she's going to share with us today. So Beth, take it away. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Okay. So we're going to talk about Josephine Butler. So Josephine um, fought for the rights of women and girls in England in the mid and late 1800s in the face of entrenched legal injustices against women and girls. So Josephine was born in England in the early um, 1800s. She was born in 1828 at the start of the Victorian era. And um, she became a believer at the age of 17. And um, she got married around the age of 24. And they had a sweet marriage that um, something that um, is in a letter that George wrote to her um, early in their engagement. He said that marriage should be a, a perfectly equal union with absolute freedom on both sides for personal initiative and thought and action and for individual development. And this kind of marriage is what they lived out. Um, they both fought for equal rights for every race, for voting rights for women, um, for education rights, also um, expansion for women. They had three children. They had two boys and one girl. But tragedy struck their family when their daughter fell from a third floor staircase. And um, at the time, Eva was three and she died within an hour. Mm. So the the pain, you know, was so great for both of them, but specifically Josephine just subconsciously started seeking out others who were also feeling deep pain and, and deep misery um, after losing her daughter. So um, she was trying to, to really be grateful, find a way to be grateful in the middle of that misery. And um, so she went to women's prisons and she would go to girls living on the street and she would sit with them and she would listen to their stories. They would memorize Bible verses together and just kneel on the dirty floor and just, you know, weep and cry and pray from their hearts of despair to the heart of Jesus. And soon after this, Josephine saw the need for a home for these, what she called friendless girls. And so her and her husband opened a house of rest in their city of Liverpool. And a few years after this, um, when was the bulk of when her work would really start, um, what she's known for. So a law was enacted in England, which created this machinery of evil that attacked the nation, um, destroying many lives under the guise of morality and cleanliness. So this law was entitled the Contagious Diseases Act, and it cloaked it its human dignity and individual rights abuses. Um, it began in France um, under Napoleon and then it spread throughout Europe. So Napoleon's soldiers kept getting venereal diseases from philandering with many women. So 
Napoleon created a law that said women needed to be clean so that his soldiers would be clean. Mm. So this law created a police force that would find women deemed to be of loose character um, and took them to be inspected to see if they were virgins or not, or if they had a venereal disease, if they did have a disease, or if they refused the inspection, they were put in prison until they were clean or or they would do the inspection. So in practice, this meant any girl or woman who was anywhere within the country was subject to be dragged against her will to a location where she'd be held down and medically raped. Sometimes violently, this would tarnish her reputation and her dignity. And children as young as 10 were subject to this treatment. Families were destroyed by young teenage girls to mothers. Um, to grandmothers being arrested on the street by police, medically raped or imprisoned with no legal recourse to get them out of jail or to receive justice for the traumatic experience. And so in 1864, this was passed into law in England. And Josephine, she received a letter from a group of medical men who had tried to keep this law from coming to England. And, but they believed that for it to actually be removed, women needed to stand against it um, as they were the ones who were most harmed by it. At this time, she was around 40 years old. And for the next three months after receiving their letter, she was in deep turmoil in her spirit, essentially hoping that God would not ask her to dive into this work, um, but that he would be happy with her other good work that she was doing with the, the women. But night and day, the pressure increased. And she later said, the toils and conflicts of the years that followed were light in comparison with the anguish of that first plunge into the full realization of the villainy there in the world and the dread of being called to oppose it. She was hesitant when she told her husband of the call to stand against this law, but after some thought, he said, go and God be with you. So she did. She followed God's call and as she says it, to leap into this yawning gulf in order that the nation's wound might close again. So together, her and her husband would spend the next 17 years fighting to remove this law, not just from England, but from Europe and India, and also to keep it from America. She worked with the National Ladies Association and the National Anti-Contagious Diseases Act Association to educate and raise awareness of the law, to share stories of the girls irreparably harmed by the law. She wrote widely, she wrote widely read pamphlets and books, traveled extensively, speaking at large outdoor events or in small groups and homes. She rallied together many famous people to the cause, including Florence Nightingale and Victor Hugo, and many business leaders and politicians and churches, until eventually the law was repealed in England in 1886. And she said that all the opposition they faced was far easier to endure than the pain of seeing the terrible results of the law and doing nothing about it. So um, similar to someone's some of some beliefs about pornography or human trafficking or adultery or incest or rape in our day, the expectation then was that people, men specifically, cannot control themselves sexually. Mm -hmm. However, many at the time stood up and said, the only possible remedy for these evils is for men to act honorably and to conform to the truth that the only cure for this evil is purity of life and to find themselves at the hand of Jesus who is able to save to the very extremes. And so she's one of millions of inspirational people who can remind us, Josephine is, who can remind us of the power of God against entrenched injustices. And one thing that she said that um, 
that work is a happiness and conflict a duty and that we, we have to sometimes work against um, things that are evil. And if you wanna learn more about Josephine, um, she wrote a book called Personal Reminiscence of a Great Crusade. And just um, wanna finish with this verse from Ephesians, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on all the armor of God so that you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against rulers and authorities in the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, Put on every piece of God's armor so that you'll be able to resist the enemy at the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. And that's Ephesians 6, 10 through 13 in the New Living Translation. Wow, that's so good. Thank you, Beth, for sharing that with us. That's a really, um, it's a heavy story, but I think it shows that in the face of great evil and great darkness, that um, God has a way forward and that he is um, he's not afraid to call his people in to fight those battles. In fact, that is generally what he does, that when there's mm. darkness and there's evil in a society, um, even though most people accept it, you know, that he, um, he summons his people to come in and fight against it. Um, so that's really good. Thank you for sharing that with yeah. us. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I yeah. think by way of application for, um, for this story, I think when I first heard the story, what really stuck out to me was the fact that she struggled with it. When God called her to stand up against this evil, her, um, her initial response wasn't, okay, yes. Her initial response was to wrestle with it for months. She wrestled with it and God kept um, asking her and kept pushing her and kept um, you know, encouraging her to, to stand up and fight. And then in the end, she said that the, the wrestling and the trying to wrestle with God was actually that part of it was actually harder than the actual work that she ended up doing. And so I think that's encouraging to me that like when God, first of all, encouraging in the way that just because there's an evil in the world doesn't mean that I have to be the one that fights it. Like what has God called me to do? But then mm -hmm. also um, that to, to submit myself to God is easier or it's if, if, if I can submit myself to God and what he has called us to do, um, then that part might be harder, the own submission of my own spirit to God than actually even the work to do. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Um, well, thank you for that. Um, yeah. so can I pray for us? Yep. Yes. Awesome. Lord, we thank you for, um, stories like this that encourage us to, um, to lean into you and to trust you for, um, solving huge problems that are far beyond us and that we can um, just look to you for um, what are you calling us to and to just obey you. So help yeah. us, Lord, to um, listen to you, Lord, to lean into your voice and to be obedient. Um, we love you and um, we just commit our days to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Beth. Thanks, you guys, for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.